following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com. Basketball Society. going on everybody this is alex fishbein back again on the atlantic files of course brought to you by none other than basketball society online.com and the underdog sports podcast network now as i've told you before i will tell you again if you are looking to better yourself in the game of basketball if you're looking to really get some game speed drills really work on your handle your shot and work on you know your overall game then make sure you check out basketball society elite training with our very own martin sories based in new jersey if you go to our website basketballsocietyonline.com you'll find a link there at the top for the elite training you can see the coaches that we have on staff you can see the testimonials from the parents and from players that have trained with us and you can also sign up for some training on there and get a uh, email from Martin himself to work out the prices and the days and the schedule that you would want to set up to, you know, start getting better and, and maybe make your middle school, high school, college team, whatever it may be. So definitely check that out. That's Basketball Society Elite Training on BasketballSocietyOnline.com. So jumping into the episode this week, we have some very strange news um if you haven't seen it by now uh, you must have not been on twitter much or social media much at all because it's been blowing up ever since the ringer put the article out about brian colangelo having burner accounts five burner accounts to be exact to release information on injuries about players to rip other players um to talk about a lot of private things sixers wise and to live tweet university of chicago games where one of his sons happens to play basketball um so originally this was dropped into our basketball society group chat by uh, uh one of our uh, fellow podcasters Kyle Allen from the Schmidt Talking Podcast. He posts this story into our group chat, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I don't know. This this seems really weird. This seems like a really big stretch, and it seemed like some random Twitter user that's maybe like a super fan or something decided that they want to try and get famous and, you know, come up with a story and they pitched it to a lot of people and the ringer picked it up. That's what it looked like at first. 
Um, especially, you know, when you look at the source that they had and they, they talked about the person being a artificial intelligence expert and doing all this stuff by monitoring the Twitter accounts and everything. It really looked like almost a hoax. Uh, but as it went on, you know, they talked to Colangelo about it. Apparently he, um, admitted to using one, at least one of those burner accounts, but he claims it was to, you know, kind of keep the pulse of the, uh, uh, of the, what am I trying to say? Like of the environment of, of the, of the people of like the fans, uh, other teams and, you know, just the social media environment of it all. Um, but you know, when you admit to one of those and then the other four seem to be in very, very close relation to that one, well, you kind of set yourself up to look like you're guilty for all of them. So, sure, you might not be like, hey, he, he actually might have only had that one account. But then, you know, people started doing the forgotten password thing, found out that a lot of them had the same uh, ending digits in the phone number. A lot of them had uh, close to the same email or the same email uh, in there as well with the the same leading characters and then uh, the amount of characters as well. And it was all just, you know, it it all came really fast. Like when the story first dropped... It looked like a lot of people were like, nah, this can't be real. But then it just started gaining and gaining and gaining more traction. And then, bam, all of a sudden, you know, the Sixers are investigating the, the matter. Um, Joel Embiid is tweeting jokes about it. Uh, Markel Fultz is, is saying you can't trust anybody. Um, Sixers fans all, like already are saying fire Colangelo, even if it was or wasn't him. Like... It happened so fast that uh, <laughs> I don't. I can't even explain it. But if you haven't seen them yet, I implore you to go onto Twitter and look at Joel Embiid's Twitter and look at the kind of jokes he made because they were hilarious. First off, uh, first off, posting the picture of him from the draft day with the serious face and just the caption "bruh." was enough to get me cackling. And then on top of that, he acts like he's tweeting from a burner account on his own on his own account saying how Sam Hinkie was better and everything. Um it's <laughs> it's just really funny. Uh and then you have Markel Fultz taking the more serious route of it and saying that, you know, you can't trust anybody. Um but there, there was something – I remember getting a notification that Joel Embiid said that Brian Colangelo called him and said it wasn't true for whatever that's worth. Um, but if, if Colangelo didn't lose the trust of the players, he did already lose the trust of the fans. And the thing is, most of the fans didn't trust him as it was. A lot of them – we're just kind of waiting for a reason to push him out. Like uh, most of obviously the process trusters didn't want him in the first place. Um, and then on top of that, there was just a lot of people that, you know, after the whole Markel Fultz trade in general, didn't like him. 
personally, I still think the jury is out on that because you got to let the guy play some more and see if he can, you know, develop into what he's supposed to be. But that's beside the point. Um, and so they they were looking for a reason to, you know, start the the pitchforks and the the torches and and get him out of town. Now you bring this up, whether it's true or not. The fact that this story gained so much traction and it took NBA Twitter by storm. These fans are now at that point where like, fire him. Screw it. I don't care if he did it or not. Fire him. That's the only thing. That's the only thing you can do. That's the only option. And to be completely honest, I think that might be the only option. Like, because at this point in time, whether it comes out if he if he did if he is involved with those burner accounts or not, you know now the players have in their heads. Well, maybe he's using different burner accounts because he admitted to using one that didn't tweet, but used it to kind of just check up on like what's happening in the 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 atmosphere. Um. So maybe now they're like, well, he admitted to using one. That means he probably could create more and start actually using the other ones. So it's a very slippery slope now. And, you know, if someone did set him up, that really sucks. Uh, I really wouldn't wish that upon anybody, not even any of my mortal enemies. I wouldn't want their career to be, you know just slapped around and and dragged through the mud like that um but if he did do it then he does deserve it because you know everyone gave kevin durant crap for him creating his burner accounts and uh, when he did it 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 was almost like a joke it was kind of like oh there's kevin durant like with these stupid burner accounts like you know, trying to stand up for himself and, and rip other people and blah, blah, blah. And people kind of, like, joked about it. They, I mean, they already didn't like him just because he went to Golden State. But the Kevin Durant burner account thing kind of came and gone. There's still memes about it, but it's never really, you know, talked about that much when you're talking about Kevin Durant anymore. But it's different if it's the GM or president of basketball operations that is the one doing the burner accounts um because they have access to a lot more information in the entire franchise let alone into the other players on the team and you know the gm is in charge is obviously the one in charge of trading the players releasing the players signing new players so, first off, if you're a free agent and you find out that the GM has been ripping his own players from burner accounts on Twitter, you kind of start the second guess to go to that team because you meet with the GM, he tells you all these cool things, and then in the back of your mind, you're thinking, well, you know, he might be talking trash on me the moment he gets the chance to on a burner account, and, you know talking someone talking behind your back like that that is trying to get you to come to their team to help them win a championship and make them look good uh yeah you're not gonna want to do that if you think that that could happen 
So not only does that in not only does that ruin the trust you have with your current players, but it ruins the any kind of trust incoming players might have, ex players might have. So if if say say JJ Redick leaves the team and he goes to another team and maybe one of them are talking about, you know, going into free agency, he might say, don't go to the Sixers if Colangelo's still there because, you know, of the stuff that he did and maybe he, maybe there was something he never liked about Colangelo in the first place, so then this happened and then it gives him even more of a reason to not like the guy and uh, tell people to not go to that team. Like, I'm sure that there's people who do that. Like I am I'm really I'm almost positive that there had to have been people say now before you take this the wrong way, I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying in terms of this happening, there had to have been people that said don't go to the Clippers because of Donald Sterling. I'm pretty sure there have been players that probably have said that. Uh, now, like I said, I'm not comparing that to Brian Colangelo because Brian Colangelo is just running around with burner accounts. He's not, you know, racist or anything. Well, actually, I mean, he could be, but we just haven't found out yet. <laughs> but uh, right now, he's not. <laughs> uh, good thing they didn't find that kind of stuff on the burner accounts because then, yeah, I'm pretty sure that would be the immediate firing. There would be no investigation or anything into that. The Sixers would just be like, yep peace kind of like uh i think it was abc did with roseanne yeah we're not investigating or suspending you're done (laughs) but this whole this whole situation is just really weird uh even just a little bit earlier tonight i'm recording this at about midnight uh thursday morning slash wednesday night so a little bit earlier tonight in on wednesday they somebody they i don't know somebody on twitter found that the owner of the burner accounts could have been colangelo's wife which i don't know why she would do that but the phone numbers apparently coincide with uh with his wife's phone numbers the emails coincide with her email um maybe colangelo was just using her information so that people wouldn't guess it Uh, or maybe she was the one tweeting from the burner accounts. But then again, it it begs the question, why would she be tweeting and ripping players or exposing information and everything? Um, I mean, I could see why she might live tweet her son's basketball game for University of Chicago, but the rest of it wouldn't make sense at all. Uh, And then some other people were thinking maybe it was one of Colangelo's sons. I mean, it really couldn't have been the son who plays at University of Chicago because if they're live tweeting the game, I mean, he's playing. So can't be him. Maybe it's the other son. Again, why would he be exposing all this information? Does he just hate the Sixers or something? Uh, That would be kind of weird seeing as that's the team that hired his dad and the reason that they're going to have all the money that they have. It would be a weird, like it, it wouldn't make any sense to hate the team. Uh, so it still all points back to Colangelo. Now, there was also a theory from some people that Sam Hinkie was the one that set up these burner accounts and then flipped it all on Colangelo, and he was the anonymous tipster, which 
honestly, to me, I think would be hilarious. That would be like the ultimate petty move ever. If Hinky really did all of this just to put some dirt on Colangelo's name. Now, like I said, I, I wouldn't want anybody falsely accused of that. I wouldn't want my worst enemy to, to be falsely accused like that because that's just ridiculous. But at the same time, it would be pretty funny if if Sam Hinky was the one who did this. I mean, that would be like that would be pure TV. Like you couldn't need, like that would be a whole script written up for a TV show right there. Um, no, especially one that nobody's ever thought about: a GM ruining an ex GM with burner accounts. Man, that'd be a great movie. Netflix needs to hop on that. Uh, well, actually, if they found out if it was Sam Hinky. The 30 for 30 on that with, I mean, it would be like the the birth and death of the process with Hinky in the beginning and then ruining it all by taking down Brian Colangelo and, and the team kind of disbanding because they can't take it anymore. Obviously, I don't want that to happen <laughs> to the Sixers, but that 30 for 30 would be fire. Um, yeah, so in this whole thing... If I have to give my opinion on it, I think that Colangelo probably should be fired uh, because at this point there's really no repairing it. Even if somebody says, oh, it wasn't him, well, there's still the thought that he could and that he might go to it. Uh, so I don't know. I, I like Right now the only thing I see is to fire him. And if you're going to fire him, you better make that decision a lot sooner rather than later with the draft and this important offseason coming up. This is a very, very important offseason for the Sixers. This is like the worst time that this could happen because they, you know, made it to the Eastern Conference semifinals, which was a whole lot farther than anybody expected them to get. They were a third seed, which was a, a whole lot higher than anyone expected them to get. Um, so... This is the offseason where they're supposed to be making their moves to get at least to the Eastern Conference Finals and maybe even the NBA Finals. So if you're going to fire the guy, you better do it soon and find yourself an actual GM very, very quickly. Otherwise, it's going to be very messy and a lot of fans are going to be pissed off. Um, not saying that you know they really exactly care what if the fans are pissed off or not at this point, because now they have to deal with this. But, you know, it, it, the situation is only going to get worse for them. So, um, now that the draft lottery has been revealed, uh, moving on here, I I don't want to talk about, like, the whole draft yet. I, I want to have an episode dedicated to that a little bit later on, maybe bring some people on to talk about it. But... I thought the the draft order, you know, was interesting, also a little bit expected. Uh, you know, you got the Knicks at 9, the Sixers at 10, um, and then you have the Celtics down at 27, the Nets down at 29. Um, and I don't think the Raptors have a first rounder this year. I'm checking, I'm checking, I'm checking. No, it looks like they do not. Do they even have a pick at all? 
it looks like they don't even have a pick at all in this draft. So, yeah, they're going to have to make some free agency moves or something if they want to do anything. But, uh, I mean, first off, it sucks for the Knicks to always get landed down, you know, past where they probably want to pick with the guys that they need because obviously with the Knicks, they need a guy like – they need a guard first off because, I mean, you have your big man. Uh, you could always take a wing. Wing wing players are obviously in demand, and, you know, that wouldn't be a bad thing. But the biggest thing they need is a guard. And so, I mean, the three guards that will go in the top ten are Sexton, Trey Young, and Luka Doncic. Now, you're not going to get Luka. He's obviously, he's going top three. Trey Young might fall, but with the kind of potential he has, with the with the kind of shot that he has, um, I doubt he'll fall all the way to ninth. I think the biggest opportunity they might have is either Michael Porter Jr. or Colin Sexton. If Sexton is there, I think they should definitely go for him. Uh, but I think they should also take a chance on Porter Jr. if Porter Jr. falls. Uh, because... I mean, he's a wing player who came highly touted. Sure, he didn't play that well after his injury, but there's still the potential that he can get back to form. Um, and the Knicks aren't competing this coming season. They've still got a while. So, you know, that kind of gamble could help them out in the end. If they want to go the safer route, I mean, there's also Jaron Jackson Jr., Mikal Bridges, or Miles Bridges. So there's those guys as well. But... Maybe one day the Knicks will get a higher draft pick um, and actually be able to draft like that that higher chance uh, of a transcendent player. But for now, you know, still kind of down in the dumps there. But the one thing the Knicks did do well, which I will commend them for, is getting Fizdale. I think that was a great move by them. Uh, he's obviously been touted as a player coach, one that can connect with guys and, and really uh, be able to get them on his side. Now, there was that problem of him not liking Euros. Like, people talked about how he doesn't like Euro players, apparently, with especially after the whole thing with Gasol. But, I mean, from the tweets and the remarks from Porzingis and from Fisdale himself about the talks that those two have had, it's very promising. Uh, now, obviously, he's not the only guy not from America on the team, so he's going to have to <laughs> make friends with a lot of the other people as well, like Nita Lakina, especially because you drafted Nita Lakina pretty high, so you might want to start getting to know him as well. But I, I will always commend them, the Knicks for this move because I think it was the right move to do. Um, and I'm hoping it works out for them. Uh, it, so far, it looks promising. And as long as Porzingis can stay healthy, it should be pretty interesting. So nod to the Knicks on that one. You guys are doing something right, at least. But that's it for me, guys. I know that was a quick episode. Uh, I just wanted to get my thoughts out about Colangelo and a little bit about the draft and, and coaching hires uh we'll get more into that a little bit next week uh and we'll we'll definitely have like our own episode for the whole draft itself and really talk prospects and everything about that so make sure you guys check out the 
Underdog Sports Podcast Network, as always, and Basketball Society at BasketballSocietyOnline.com. We're also on Twitter at BBallSociety underscore, at, on Instagram at BasketballSociety underscore, and on Facebook uh, under Basketball Society. I am on all of them as well for Twitter. It's at Atlantic Files. For Instagram, it's at That Kid Fish, F-I-S-C-H. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll catch you guys next week. Peace.